when I got to college, I was actually commuting to my college. And my curfews got even more strict, which is like so crazy to think. It's Yuntak time with Akko and Tamo. What does Yuntak mean? It's an Okinawan word from the islands of Okinawa, which means chit chat. We want to invite you to our kitchen table and include you in our chit chat to explore new ways of thinking, to welcome different perspectives, and we want to share ideas on how to love yourself, love your partner, and shower your children with love. This is episode 46. And the topic of the day is the disastrous consequences of overbearing mothers. And before we get started, please take a quick moment to subscribe to our show. Now let's get back to our recent happenings. So, recently I went to the dentist in, I would say, what, two years, just because I have no idea what happened.、Uh, I used to go to cleanings twice a year, and that was going pretty well. And I had no cavities for a very long time. Growing up, I had a lot of cavities. I have two parents with very poor dental chemistry, and so I feel like I inherited that. And so, growing up, I had a lot of cavities. It's not like I wasn't brushing my teeth, I just. I don't know what happened. And for a very long time, I would say, I don't know, six, seven years even, I didn't have cavities. And for whatever reason, I didn't go to the dentist for two years. And also, it was COVID time too. Yeah, COVID time. So in 2020, it was hard to go because I don't think they were open and probably closed, to be honest with you. And so for 2020, I kind of avoided them and I was very diligent about at least taking care of my teeth because I wasn't able to do a cleaning. And then 2021, we had our son and I guess motherhood took over me and was finally ready to you know, make our dental appointment. And then come to find out that I have cavities, not just one, but Multiple, <laughs> four to be exact. I have two small ones that are like forming, and another two that's in my molar, but it's like super hard to get to. So I might have to get a crown, which is not something you want to hear. So that's where we are right now. Yeah,、um, pretty bummed. What can I do at this point? It's not like I can go back in the past, but yeah, just something that I have to deal with and just move forward. But and yeah, you know, and you want to take care of it. Uh, sooner than exactly,、later. exactly. There's no pain of any sort, so that's one reason that I probably didn't really ever know that I had cavities. I didn't think I would have cavities, but yeah, here we have cavities. So, this is a reminder to our listeners to always get your cleaning and take care of your teeth. And if you've inherited bad dental hygiene, then yeah, definitely、uh, go for your cleaning. And if you're someone like Tamo here, that Never had a cavity. <laughs> <laughs> It's opposite, huh? Completely opposite. It's yeah.、Funny. You're super lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the topic of the day today is the disastrous consequences of overbearing mothers. And I want to say everything we discuss on our podcast and website is for informational and educational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. We're not doctors, and our sharing does not substitute professional healthcare advice. And we want to cover this topic today because, as parents who place emphasis on personal growth, we need to face difficult issues with courage.、Uh, we need to bring light to the dark side of ourselves and so that we can see clearly. What has been placed in the shadow and resolve them with acceptance and love. So we can resolve traumas from our upbringing and have a cleaner slate to which we parent from. And we're not saying that only mothers can be overbearing in today's topic. 
And today's topic is our own personal experience compared and contrasted with the lecture given by Jordan Peterson. So we encourage you to listen with an open mind and with curiosity. So, with the disclaimers out of the way, recently we came across a video clip by Jordan Peterson on overbearing mothers. This video struck a chord with Akko and I as we've been experiencing and observing firsthand the destruction that an overbearing mother can bring not only to their child, but how it radiates out to others. We'll link the video on our website. So, if you're interested, please visit our website and click on the podcast link, followed by episode 46. So, in this video, Peterson speaks about what happens when a child, especially a male child, is overprotected by the mother, which is a classic case he says in his lecture. And what we want to do is share some of the takeaways that we had in this lecture and then also share the experience and observations that we've been having personally in our life. And it hits home. So, let's go ahead and talk about the takeaways that we've had from this and then we'll go into discussing. Our own personal experience. So, the takeaways. The first takeaway that we had is mothers can look to their child for things that she's not getting from the husband. The second takeaway that we had is the mother can feel a sense of loneliness, and if the mother helps the child grow up, the child would leave, leaving her with nothing. Thus, the mother feeling a severe sense of fear and anxiety. Number three, a growing child can be threatening to the mother. Number four, a mother interfering with the child's growth because when the child grows independent, there is less control for the mother. Number five, boys with overbearing mothers can become hyper masculine or actually the opposite. Number six, the overbearing mother can entice the child by implying that, hey, you don't have to do anything and I'll take care of you, but you can't leave. You can't leave me. So, those were the six main takeaways from this lecture. And we completely see that in our own personal experience、mm-hmm. and observing firsthand. And now, what we want to do is discuss this together, Akko and I. So, if you think this episode can be helpful for other parents, please share it. And if you haven't, please take a moment to subscribe to our show. So, Akko, let's talk about this. Yeah, so watching this video really hit home, like Tama was saying. And the reason why it hits home is because I'm actually seeing this play out. So I have two older brothers that I grew up with. They are much older, and I have an overbearing mother. So, like Dr. Peterson was saying, this usually happens when you don't have a great relationship with your spouse. And with my situation, with my mother's situation, she didn't really have a good relationship with my dad. Yet, he was not a bad father to me. He was a caring father to me. And that is something that I'm really grateful for. So, yeah, going back to their relationship, they really didn't have a good relationship. And my mother was one of those mothers that always just wanted to keep c o n t r o l Control. Like she always wanted to have that control over her children. And I have to say, two of her children fell in that trap. I have to say, maybe when I was younger, I didn't know better. But as I got older, I always gained control of myself. I did a lot of things on my own. I was pretty independent and moved out of the house as soon as I can. And as for my brothers, one of them did, but he still kept going back home. And so that really didn't play a positive role in his life. And I do also want to say that the two prototypes. That Dr. Peterson was talking about, as far as either 
having a super overly compassionate, overly caring person that usually gets taken advantage of because they're super nice, that would be one of my brothers, like 100%. That is exactly what happened. And a lot of people take advantage of him, including my brother. And he wasn't able to take control of his life because of that. And my other brother, he went the opposite direction and he is hyper masculine. And literally the two prototypes that Dr. Peterson was saying is what I'm seeing in my two brothers. And so that's the reason why it really hit home. I see this happening. I see my mother really trying to grab on as tight as she can. And yeah, that's why we want to just talk about this topic so that we can make parents aware of these things that are happening. Yeah. And this is something that can be very overt and obvious to see, but at the same time, it can be very subtle too, especially for the mothers that are doing it. They might not even be aware of what they're doing. They might not be aware that they're destroying the lives of their children. And it actually radiates out to even more because even our family is getting affected negatively because of this. It radiates out and it's been quite a heartbreaking time for all of us here. And also Akko mentioned that she moved out. In episode 42, we actually talked about her uh, moving out and the strategies and questions that we asked ourselves before making these big moves when family doesn't approve. So check it out. It's uh, episode 42. It's called Help! My Family Doesn't Approve. Strategies for making best decisions when your family doesn't approve. So check that out. And so I also wanted to define hypermasculine so that we're all on the same page. The way we are using hypermasculine is not necessarily a physical trait it's the extreme side of masculinity which turns into a negative such as being quick to anger or aggression or impulsivity all those type of traits is what we're talking about when we say hypermasculine so that's what she meant when she said hypermasculine so Akko, we had some takeaways from dr peterson's lecture and he mentioned like a mother can feel a sense of loneliness and the mother gets very fearful that if she helps the child, the child would leave. And then she's scared that she doesn't have anything. She is left without anything. And what are your thoughts with that in this situation? This is loud and clear in my mother. Like she is completely afraid of being alone. A year ago, my father had passed. And so she really doesn't have anyone except for her children. And she's abnormally reliant on her children to be happy. And that's the wrong way of thinking. Happiness has to come from within. And so she's completely fearful of being alone. And so she tries to hold on to my brothers as I have a family. So I tell her that my family is important. And so I have to be there for them. Not to say that I push my mom away. I try to help her the best I can, but also with the understanding that I am also taking care of my family. And she, she really tries to hold on to my brothers because of that fear of being alone. And sometimes it, it can be scary. And I understand it can be scary to be alone, but... And it has been at the cost of their lives. For you, it's been a quite a big cost. And for your brother, it's damaged their lives because she had grabbed on so tight. And yeah, also Dr. Peterson had mentioned that the overbearing mother can interfere with the child's growth because when the child grows independent, there's less control for the mother. I also hear that and I've been seeing that also. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And some of the, even the comments even had mentioned of what people went through because they themselves had overbearing mothers. And there's a lot of comments saying that the mothers would sabotage 
their jobs so that they can get fired and in turn move back with the mom because they don't have any money to pay for rent and whatnot or even sabotage their romantic relationships and that's really unfair to the child yeah so if this resonates with you we highly recommend you checking out the video one and then two checking out the comment section there's a lot of insightful comments and for me i've seen some really disturbing yet insightful comments and so we recommend that and also this is not to just say oh it's only for mothers and sons it's bleeding into like me so it can bleed into your daughter your daughters your father can do it to the daughter father can do it to the son but in most common cases it happens to mothers and sons and uh, dr peterson also talks about that that this is the classic case it's the classic case and most common case is that the male child is overprotected by the mother and uh, like aqua mentioned it can happen any combination of ways but for us we see this classic case playing out in our lives mm -hmm. and it's directly negatively affecting many people's lives and also on on my end i've also experienced a, a light version of that my mother was on the more overprotective side and for me i was lucky enough to have enough insight to tell my mom that's what's happening and for me to step away from that especially during the time uh, when i was transitioning into college i had a talk with my mom saying hey it's time to loosen the grips a little bit and because i had that insight i was able to talk to her and thus make the next step towards uh, my own personal growth and said hey mom it's time it's time for me to grow as a human being it was time for me to get out and spread my wings mm -hmm. and so that's what happened in my personal case and luckily my mom wasn't as sticky and uh, of course it was hard for her i think it would be hard for any parent but little by little she began to accept that and then i was able to go forward so for me it was a much less of a sticky situation and i was able to nip it at the bud if i would have let it go mm. oh i could probably still be living at home too and it's this situation is difficult because once a person is of age it's that person's responsibility to advocate for themselves mm -hmm. but at the same time if they have been so suppressed throughout their life they might not even have the insight that they need to leave the nest and spread their own wings and become the best version of themselves and so that's why as parents uh, when we are parenting our children mm -hmm. we try to make sure that we're giving them positive reinforcement this is because when you grow older if you're constantly hearing negativity that's the subconscious talk that you'll have you might think that you're not good enough or you can't do it or you're bad if you're being told that when you're a kid by your parents that is what replays in your mind again and yeah. again thus when you grow older you're not able to express who you are fully and so that's what we are conscious of when we uh, parent our children and unfortunately we are seeing the very negative effects of what can happen yeah and i like how you brought up the whole like positive reinforcement for parenting because that's exactly what we do for our kids and we try to even have them problem solve so even if we know let's say they're doing like a puzzle or something and they're not fitting the right puzzle piece in there we just let it go and then we see what we what happens and then this actually helps them build that problem solving skill and that critical thinking skill so that they can trust themselves to make their own decision and oh okay this puzzle piece actually didn't fit here so let me take it out and they put the puzzle piece that fits there so we're actually helping them build life skills mm -hmm. through puzzles which is really interesting and also to mention even saying no or negative reinforcements so every time you say no they usually say you have to say like 10 or 20 yeses that follows because 
the nose can really affect you when you're a kid. And yeah, like Tama mentioned again, it can prevent you from becoming independent when you get older. And it's interesting how you say that because how you were talking about your mother and how you had to have a talk with her about you spreading your wings and flying off. Because I feel like after high school and when I got to college, I was actually commuting to my college. And my curfews got even more strict, which is like so crazy to think. But in high school, I feel like I was a lot more free. So let's say my curfew in high school was like, I don't know, let's say nine or 10. My curfew around call was around like 8 p.m. And I'm like, I'm older. Like, why do I have to come back so much earlier? And so it was showing that my parents were like, especially my mom was like trying to control me more so because she saw me becoming more independent. And so this is the only thing she knew how to control me. So you better come back at this time. So there was a lot of friction with that. And that was really the ultimate reason why I was like, I got to go. I got to go. This is not healthy for me. And this is not healthy for our relationship, so I have to go. And yeah, obviously she didn't take that well. Parenting is very important. And the more we watch these videos and the more we see the after effects of poor parenting, in hindsight, it's very obvious how much parenting plays a key role in a child, in an individual. Yeah, and especially the damage you can do with poor parenting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you were saying that as you grew older, that you were getting more and more clamped down when in reality, what needed to happen for you to grow was given more freedom, but instead you're becoming jailed more and more. And you're the case where you were able to break free and do you and personally experience more and grow more. But what was the situation with your brothers? Yeah, I have to say, for my oldest brother, he just wasn't able to break free. He just had that personality, like we said, like I mentioned earlier, super nice, super compassionate, and was easily taken advantage of. So he learned helplessness. And for my mom, that was a great thing because whatever she wanted to do or whatever she wanted to do, whatever she wanted to do to control him, he let happen. So that worked in my mom's favor, but not in his favor because he learned helplessness. And so my mom, whatever hand-me-outs that my mom did, he just took it and then he just went with it. So he wasn't able to survive and he's not at all independent. He still lives at home. He's never carried on a, a lasting relationship and he's still dependent on my mother. And that's really not a good trait as an adult. And as for my other brother, he also, although he did move away from home, he still kept coming back. And that was also not good for him in that he was constantly still getting a little bit of my mom's toxicity. And in turn, he became hypermasculine. And what I mean by this is he's easily angered, easily frustrated, very impulsive and very temperamental. And so... A lot of times he just gets very angry very quickly to a point where he needs, you know, anger management. And I hope he seeks that type of help. He's always rebelling and yelling at my mother because my mom tries to still control him. And he obviously doesn't like that. But unfortunately, the damage has been done and he's super just he gets angry very easily, impulsive, irritable, just very extreme in those senses. And unfortunately, unless he really seeks help, he won't be able to break free from that type of characteristics. It's not an ideal situation that any parent would dream of, you know, their, their child being, being in. And it's very sad to 
know that my mom, she's obviously not happy about the situation that my oldest brother is in or my other brother, but here she is unaware that she created this. It was her parenting that guided them to this direction. And yeah, so that's the type of aftermath that has occurred with poor parenting from my mother. She's continuing to uh, relive that cycle. She just keeps on cycling and there's no way to break free. And it's very sad to see as a, I'm like the insider, but the outsider, I'm not really a part of it, but obviously I'm getting affected by it because she still tries to control me and I'm having to deal with my brothers, but I just make sure that I put my foot down and I protect my family so that her toxicity doesn't bleed into my family. And there's a lot that I wish and I really hope my mom understands, but unfortunately, she's just not ready to accept the type of parent she is. And for those that think that they're in that same boat, that thinks, okay, you know what, my parenting method might not be on par, but don't know how to stop, it might be important to accept professional help. And we don't think there's anything wrong with seeking professional help. That's something that you're doing for yourself and for your family. And that's something that's very courageous and should be respected, in our opinion. I always try to be mindful of how I'm parenting. I always look at those situations where I wasn't able to, let's say, act in the way that I would like to. And I look back and see, okay, how can I have improved? And that's how we always improve parenting by looking at those situations where we wish we acted a certain way. And we look back and we learn from those experiences so that we don't repeat that from happening. Yeah. And when we say looking back at the way we parented and improving upon that, we're not saying that we're blaming ourselves or being hard on ourselves. We actually look back in the past of how we reacted or responded to our children, we look at it from a very kind of neutral spot so that we're not making ourselves feel bad because that's the past and we create a new now. We can create that now. So we don't look back with negativity or shame or guilt or anything like that. It's more from a neutral spot and then discuss with each other, okay, this is what happened. What are your thoughts? And getting input from each other to make better decisions and make and respond better to our children in the future when similar situations pop up. Yeah, exactly. And that's the same with life too, right? You always want to improve how you reacted to certain things and that's how you improve in life. Yeah. So the takeaway from this podcast is if you're in this situation uh, with your parents, hey, we empathize with you. We understand. And uh, if you want to share your story, please come to our website and uh, comment so that everyone else can be a part of this. And another one would be how negatively a child can be impacted by poor parenting and also that we can be positive in a sense that we can be the the change we can be the parents that change the course of where it's going because if you're continuing to keep alive the poor parenting from your parents or if you go the extreme opposite where which can also have many traps where if you say okay my parent was this way so i'll never be this way instead i'm going to be completely opposite that opposite will also have its negative issues for example if you say oh my parents never showed me love so i'm i'm going to go completely opposite i'm going to completely show all the love that i have for my uh, children but that can also turn into this overbearing parent so it can be uh, either or so not being so black and white 
and extreme with the thoughts. Instead, finding the middle way, finding the middle path, and figuring out、uh, what is best for this situation. And don't blanket over everything with a certain belief. And so that's the takeaways that we have from this podcast. And I hope that this serves to bring more awareness to the situation that you might be. Dealing with a situation that you might actually be overbearing with your children, that things can always be cleaned up as we can become more and more aware of what we're doing, and then also make the change and change the course of our children for the positive, for the better. All right, so the question of the day is Are your parents overbearing? Or are you overbearing yourself? We would love to hear from you. Please come and say hi by commenting on our website by going to akkoentamo.com. And clicking on the podcast tab. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye.